You are listening to audio from Faith Church. If you are in the Seminole St. Pete area, we would love for you to join us on a Sunday. To learn more, visit us at faithrs.org. If you have your copy of God's Word, will you take that and turn with me to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. I'll be very brief this morning. If you're our guest today, this is uh, just sort of the appetizer. You'll need to come back next Sunday for a full service and for the entree. We're going to keep things very abbreviated today. But I do want us to <clears throat> consider a few truths from God's Word. So we're coming out of uh, that week of the year that I usually call Nothing Week, right? That week between Christmas and New Year's. Because there's, n- there's just nothing normal about that week, right? There's no real routine. Uh, everybody is sort of out of their daily activities. It's hard to keep track of what day of the week it is. Is this a work day? Is it not? I don't know. Should I shave? Nah. Can I just keep the stretchy pants on one more day? Sure. It's nothing week, right? And then we come to the end of nothing week, and suddenly it's the new year, and everybody is setting goals, right? Resolutions goals, commitments, use whatever word you like. Well, whatever your goal is for the new year, I can guarantee you this, it will cost you something. It will cost you. All goals do. It will cost you sacrifices, time. It will cost you. If you want to change your physique, you want to train for a marathon, you want to earn a degree, build a business, plant a church, it will cost you sacrifices, time, those are necessary things. To say yes to your goal, you'll have to say no to certain other things. That's the sacrifice part. And to reach your goal, you'll have to have a, you'll have to play the long game. It won't happen in a day. It will require daily discipline. That's the time part, right? Whatever your personal goals are, as we come into the new year. This morning, for just a few minutes, I want us to talk about some communal goals, some communal commitments for 2024. Let's look at this passage in Acts chapter 2. Let me set it up for us, tell you what the context is. At the very end of Acts chapter 2, the risen Jesus has just ascended into heaven. He has sent the Holy Spirit to indwell and empower believers for the work of ministry throughout the world. The Apostle Peter has just preached the first Christian sermon and thousands of people have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. This is the very beginning of the Christian church. The church is being formed. And then at the end of Acts chapter 2, we have this beautiful description of the fellowship of believers, the commitments of the early Christians. Look at this text with me. Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42, going to the end of the chapter. And they, the early Christians, devoted themselves, that's the language of commitment, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together, and they had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Wow. In this passage, we see the five basic commitments of the very earliest Christians. They were committed to 
worship. They gathered regularly for the proclamation of God's word, for prayer and for praise. They were committed to discipleship. This was a learning community devoted to the apostles' teaching. They were committed to fellowship. There was a togetherness to this group. They loved and served one another. They were committed to stewardship. Did you notice that in this passage, they don't view their possessions as their own. They're not owners of anything. They're stewards. Everything comes from God. And so they're constantly looking for ways to give to others, to give generously and bless other people. And finally, they were committed to the mission. They lived missionally. And as they did, the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, if you're a gospel partner of Faith Church, you've come through our starting point class. And if you've come through that class, you will probably remember me talking about the five basic expectations that we have for all gospel partners. Those five basic expectations come right from this passage in Acts 2. It's just rephrased for us in a new setting. The five basic expectations or the five basic commitments that we have for all gospel partners gather regularly for worship. Grow consistently in your understanding and application of the gospel. That's discipleship. Model gospel unity in your relationships, loving and serving one another. Fellowship, togetherness. Give sacrificially to the work of gospel ministry at Faith Church. Stewardship. And finally, participate faithfully in the mission by showing the love and sharing the truth of Jesus where you live, where you work, and where you play. Mission. It's the exact same commitments that we see in the very earliest Christian community. Now, maybe you are a very new gospel partner. You've come through our starting point class recently, and so all of this is still at the forefront of your thinking. Or maybe you've been a gospel partner for a long time, and so you've sort of forgotten about these five basic commitments, these communal commitments that we have here. Maybe you've drifted from them. Maybe you have devoted yourself to other things. So let's make this a renewal Sunday. As a faith community, as a family, let's recommit to these five basic but powerful biblical activities. In the weeks ahead, we're gonna give you a little card that you can take on, put on your refrigerator, keep it in your Bible throughout the year, whatever you prefer to do, that has these commitments on that card. But what I want to do this morning is I want to give you a a fresh way of thinking about them. I want to make it as concrete, as tangible as I can for the year ahead. So as we go into the the new year, 2024, as a church family, I want us to recommit in these ways. First, when it comes to worship, here's the challenge. Be present for worship unless you're traveling or vomiting. Now, I wanted that to have some teeth to it, so that's why I phrased it that way. It's an image that'll stick with you, but you know what I mean. If you're sick, stay home. But this is what it means to devote yourself to worship. Look, if you want to set a goal, you've got to be specific. Otherwise, you'll never reach that goal. If you simply say, you know what, I'm going to prioritize worship in the new year. Well, but then the Sunday comes along and you're out a little too late the night before. Something comes up, you're just not, you know, not really feeling it. Eh, I'll prioritize it next Sunday. No, be present in worship unless you're traveling or vomiting. That's how you reach that goal. Be specific with it. Let's commit to this. 
Let's commit to this together. Gather as the early believers did for the proclamation of God's word, for praise and for prayer together. That's the first one. Second, discipleship. Implement a plan for personal Bible study. Implement a plan for personal Bible study. Last year, I recommended the Navigator's 5 by 5 by 5 plan. You read through the New Testament in the course of a year, reading five days a week. Many of us did that. This year, I'm recommending a redemptive historical Bible reading plan. There are copies, hard copies of it on those tables in the back of the room. This will help you better understand the big picture, the overall story of the Bible. Implement that plan or some other plan, but implement a plan for personal Bible study in the new year. Third, fellowship. Stop making excuses and get involved in a connection group. Stop making excuses and get involved in a connection group. We have groups that meet throughout the week for every age and stage of life. I don't know what has been holding you back from committing, but it's time to commit. How can you possibly love and serve others if you don't know others in our church? Connection groups, that's where fellowship happens. As our church grows larger and larger, if you do not get involved in a connection group, you will feel increasingly misplaced. It's time to commit to a connection group. Fourth, stewardship. Here's the challenge. Give $100 more per month to support the gospel ministry of Faith Church. If you read our annual report that we published a few weeks ago, you'll know that we've increased next year's ministry budget by about 9%. To help us meet our new monthly revenue goals, I'm challenging each family, each gospel partner family, to prayerfully consider giving $100 more per month to support the gospel ministry of Faith Church. Here's some numbers for you from this past year. At the end of this year, 2023, we have 125 households, gospel partner households. We had 150 households give to the work of gospel ministry in 2023, which means we have some people who give without being gospel partners. But here's the interesting number. Of those 150 households who gave, less than half gave monthly, meaning that for many, giving is more sporadic. Would you prayerfully consider giving monthly in 2024? And would you prayerfully consider giving $100 more? If you haven't been giving anything, now's a great time to start. Give $100 a month. If you've been giving $500 a month, would you prayerfully consider giving $600 a month? My family has committed to giving $100 more per month next year than we gave this year. Will you join us in that? Will you join us in that? Finally, the mission. Identify one unchurched or dechurched person or family in your circle of influence. Pray, merge your communities, initiate spiritual conversations, and see what God does. I want you to focus on one unchurched or dechurched person, family that you know. Someone on the ball team, someone in the neighborhood, a coworker. Pick one. Focus on him or her throughout the year. Write down the name. Pray. Pray. Begin to merge your communities, meaning take that group of friends over there, 
that that person is a part of and merge that community, maybe with your connection group community. Merge those communities, see what happens. Look for opportunities to initiate spiritual conversations and just watch what God does. Faith Church, if we communally, if we recommit to these five basic but powerful activities in 2024, who knows what the Lord might accomplish in and through us? Maybe, just maybe, He will add to our number day by day those who are being saved. But remember, believer, remember, we commit ourselves, we devote ourselves to these activities, not trying to earn God's favor, not trying to earn a way into His family. No, we do so because we're already a part of His family. We are children of God. We are chosen and cherished. The blood of Christ has covered our sins. We belong to God, and now we live for Him. We serve Him. So I want to close today by celebrating communion together, remembering that wonderful communion we have with God and with each other. So let's prepare our hearts. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we come to you confessing our sins. God, if we are honest this morning, each of us must say that there have been seasons where we have drifted. We've drifted away from these basic commitments that we see in the early church. We've devoted ourselves to other things. We've become selfish, prideful. Forgive us. Here at the end of a year and the beginning of another, we don't know everything that lies ahead. But we do know this, God, you are faithful. You will be with us. You've called us to be your people. You've promised to work in and through us. We expect you to do just that. So empower us now with your spirit. Guide us with your word. Fill us with your love. Help us to recommit as a church family to these basic but powerful activities so that the gospel will advance to the nations, beginning here in our own community. Father, we confess our sins to you this morning. We ask for your forgiveness. We take refuge in that promise of your word that when we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray, amen. On the night that our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Believer, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, Jesus took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Believer, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Jesus Christ died in our place for our sins. He is alive. One day, he will return to complete his plan for the world. Celebrate this wonderful truth this morning. In Jesus' name.